Good morning, this is Norman, and welcome to the Run With Horses Daily. Today I'm in Acts chapter 2, looking at the early church, and it's really kind of neat in the main Run With Horses podcast. You know, I do a little longer, well, a lot longer show, and and talking about different topics, but right now I'm looking at minimal ecclesiology or essential ecclesiology. What is the uh, the essential nature of the church? What is the church uh, supposed to do? What is our purpose? And how are we to do it? And all those questions will be coming down the line, but it overlaps very well with where I am now just in my daily devotions. I'm reading chapter 2 in Acts. The end of chapter 2 kind of tells what the church is doing as it begins to come together here after uh, Peter's sermon there. And so many people were uh, accepting the message and hearing. They were doing what he said in verse 38, which is repent and be baptized. And then it says in verse 47 that the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Well, what I want to look at today is verses 44 to 47. As they were coming together, what were they doing? And it actually starts a little earlier than that. Verse 41 says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So they got baptized right away. But then what? And they continued steadily in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Uh, that's verse 42. Uh, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Then what does the church life look like? Starting in verse 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So their initial response to salvation was to continue to pursue uh, this doctrine that the apostles were teaching. And they pursued fellowship. Um, they pursued this time together in breaking bread and this time in prayer together. They responded in joy. So, you know, they were, uh, they ate with gladness. They had simplicity of heart. They showed mercy to people in need. They had this strong desire for fellowship as they continued daily in the temple and house to house. And it resulted in verse 47 in praising God. And really, it should be the same today. All of our response to God um, should look a lot like this. That's at least what I believe. And I, it doesn't quite often. You know, they, they had a strong desire to know what God had to say and then to do it. And they tried very hard to live that out right away. And I think today, part of the, the problem is the message is uh, watered down to some degree, where people see it as uh, punching their ticket for heaven, but not really expecting or requiring a lot of life change here and now. So we don't have that, that instant change from whatever was before, because these were not people who were in the temple and hanging out together before. Uh, they weren't joyfully sharing their goods before, so what changed? Well, they met Jesus. And it should be 
that there are obvious things like that in our life, that there's a clear before and after. We have met Jesus. Our priorities are different. Our relationships are different. We should begin to understand that God sends us as missionaries into the world. And very soon we'll see that that's what happened in the church in Acts. They weren't there yet. This was you know, right at their, <laughs> the point of their salvation. They're learning. Uh, they have crucified the Messiah. Now how do we respond? And they're still learning what the apostles have to teach them. They're still learning what it means uh, to be a follower of Jesus. But then they eventually are going to respond by taking that message to the world as they're persecuted and scattered. That's, um, I think, very much the response that we should have. We should desire to really know what God has to say to us, what kind of life He expects us to live, and we should pursue after that with, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it should change our relationships. It should change our desire to be with God's family, the church. It should change our conversations with people who are outside because people have no hope. Uh, people are miserable. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know about you, but if you just uh, scroll through any social media, um, people are lifting up standards that are unreasonable. And I, I don't know, recently I've, I came across some pictures of, I suppose they're supposed to be famous people. I'm not sure who they were, but pictures of them when they were in their 20s and 30s and you know they were beautiful and lifted up and then they try to maintain that so then now they're in their i don't know how old 50s 60s but they've had all this botox and surgeries and they just begin to look like these grotesque aliens <laughs> it's just but there's this pursuit of something in the physical here and now and they're still pursuing something that's unattainable um this perfection and, you know, God removes that need from us. He tells us that the perfection is something that He will accomplish in the future. In the here and now, He gives us something uh, to work on. He gives us part of His mission to be part of. So, um, meeting Jesus should change our complete direction of life and everything surrounding our life. I think that's what you saw here in the book of Acts. And it's just a beautiful picture of this uh, family of God that, that gathers. And, uh, you know, I really would like for our churches to be like that, to have that, that beautiful family that is together, united in fellowship and pursuing the Word of God, but then separating to go out into the world to take that message to people who so desperately need it. So hopefully you have a great day and have some great conversations about what God has done in your life. Have a good one.